This is the third episode of the Wrong Opinion, a useless NBA trivia and garbage rankings. As always, I'm going to go pretty fast. I'm not going to explain what we're talking about. Uh, hop to the trailer. If this is your first episode, we're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. We talked about this last week a little bit with the Hornets, but I'll go through the history again real quick. So the Charlotte Hornets were a team since 89. Uh, a little bit later, they moved to New Orleans and they saved the same team. And then the New Orleans Hornets became the New Orleans Pelicans. But around the same time, uh, the Hornets moved to New Orleans. The Charlotte Bobcats came into the picture. They became a new team, an ex expansion franchise. About a decade ago, the Bobcats changed their name back to the Hornets, and the Hornets became the Pelicans. The Pelicans absorbed or kept their the Pelicans kept their history from when they moved to New Orleans, but everything before that, everything from the Charlotte Hornets, that now belongs to the Charlotte Hornets of today. So the Bobcats of, of a decade ago, the Hornets of right now, and the Hornets of 20 years ago, all the same team. It's very confusing. As far as the Pelicans go, they technically started in 2002-03 uh, as the New Orleans Hornets. They made the playoffs, 47 wins. Uh, looking at the franchise, it looks like it's their first season, but remember, it's not because they still had their team and their their background and their development structure in place from a team that had been around for uh, 15 years previously. One thing of note too, PJ Brown had one of the most inexplicable award votes of all time. We'll talk a couple times about their 04 season because it was pretty good. There's a couple playoff, uh, a couple all-stars on that team. There was an all-NBA player on that team. He'd been all-defense a few times uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. In 2005, P.J. Brown averaged 11 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, half a block, 44% shooting. So that's nothing, right? But he got an MVP vote. Now, it wasn't for first-place MVP, but he got an MVP vote with a 10-9 season on a team that won 18 games, 18 games. Somebody thought he was one of the top five NBA players. I'm not totally sure what that was about, but y'all can look it up. He was 35 years old at the time. In 2005 through the next two seasons, they spent some time in Oklahoma City because of Hurricane Katrina. It was also the year that Chris Paul came into town, won Rookie of the Year in 05-06 from Wake Forest and completely turned the franchise around. Uh, by 08, they won 56 wins, their most by a lot. Uh, he got two straight first-team All-NBAs, and then he left in 2011. They dropped immediately from a 56% winning percentage to about 32, 32 the next year. But that second year without Chris Paul, they got Anthony Davis. It was huge. He took him to the playoffs twice. Kind of disappointing for a number one draft pick. That was kind of like an all-time draft pick. People talk about the all-time number one guaranteed picks, and we don't talk about Anthony Davis, but he was on the Olympics. He was the clear number one. He didn't even win Rookie of the Year. A little bit disappointing career, honestly, but we can get into that. Uh, 2018, they made it back to the playoffs. Uh, that's the year they got Boogie Cousins halfway through the season, and it looked like it was gonna be awesome. Two twin towers, Boogie was playing hard, he was trying. It worked really, really well alongside AD. And then he got hurt, and he never came back. Never played another game for the Pelicans. He actually didn't play a single playoff game until his 2019 run with the Warriors when he was playing 16 minutes a game. Insane. But that 2018 team should have been special with him and AD. And then Rondo, playoff Rondo was there. That was a fun, that was a fun year. 
Uh, and then the next year was devastating. AD wanted out, couldn't get traded. They gave up the biggest haul in history in 2019. Pelicans, they got a bunch of young players. By 2022, they made it back in the playoffs. They only won 36 games out of an 82 game season, but they snuck in with the new play-in games. They put up hell, honestly, against the 64 win Suns of 2022 with Chris Paul and Booker uh, as a play-in team that, that prior to 2021 wouldn't have even made it in the playoffs. They were a 10 seed. Going through today, they're one of the deepest teams in the league. They got Zion Williamson drafted in 2019. Looks like a freaking game changer. Brandon Ingram, young dude. Herb Jones, I absolutely love. Let's talk about the all Pelicans teams. I mean, first off, you got Chris Paul, and it's not close. He brought them to the playoffs three times in his six seasons there. They made the playoff eight times total. He's played on four teams that have set their franchise record for most wins in a season with him on them. Uh, and that started with the Hornets, now Pelicans, in 2008. I mean, you know, two-time assist leader, two-time first-team All-NBA, two-time steals leader, uh, 22 points, 23 points, 11 assists in a league where that didn't really happen very often. Flirting with 50, 40, 90, easily the GOAT of the Pelicans franchise. We're going to talk about Eric Gordon as our first team shooting guard for the Pelicans. Eric Gordon was part of that Chris Paul trade. He looked really promising with the, with the Clippers his first three seasons. 2012 gets traded, plays nine games. Next year, 42 games. 64, 61, 45. Kind of disappointing. He ended up playing five seasons with the Pelicans, averaging about 15 points a game. Awesome shooter. He was their dude, honestly, outside of AD. He ended up, he's seventh in their history in total points. He's fourth in most three-pointers for the Pelicans. Eric Gordon is an awesome player that could have been a star in a lot of situations, and he was just not set up to win with the Pelicans. But when we get to the next shooting guards on the second team and third team, you'll be convinced that Eric Gordon is the best. First team small forward current guy, Brandon Ingram. Spent three years with the Lakers before being part of that uh, AD trade. First year with the Pelicans, his first all-star team. 24 points a game, jumping up from 18 the year before with the Lakers. Uh, most improved player, obviously. He's been, you know, 23 points a game ever since. The second best player on a really good young team. He was hyped up to be KD when he was coming out in 2016, and he is not that, but great scorer, long wingspan, decent defender, and nice little point forward sometimes, too. Doesn't rebound as much as he like, but he can put in buckets. He can be the number one on an okay team. He can be the number two, I honestly think, on a championship team. First team power forward, you guessed it, Anthony Davis. He played seven years with the Pelicans. Feels like that'd be shorter, right? Three first-team All-NBAs. A couple were as a center, which is a little fishy. But the center position was pretty weak, so they kind of snuck him in there. But he's clearly a power forward, way better. Kind of on the perimeter. Last year, he got way too big, and it just didn't really work trying to pound. He's better as a, as a finesse, small, skinny guy. Based on his mid-range game, we always thought he would have kind of blossomed into an awesome three-point shooter. Led the blocks, led the league in blocks three times, topping out at 2.9, another 2.8 his second season consistently 20 and 10 24 and 10 up to 28 and 10 awesome scorer he's the all-time leader in team blocks rebounds free throw attempts points really everything but assists and steals it's ad congrats ad first team center for the new orleans pelicans actually just the new orleans hornets jamal mcglore 
He was with the New Orleans Hornets from 2002 to 2005, and then was actually drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, same franchise then, different one now, in 2000. You know, he, got, he made an All-Star 2004? One of three All-Stars from that terrible 2000 draft. Not three All-Star players, three All-Star games between him, Kenyon Martin, and Michael Redd. One All-Star game apiece, three total. That's a terrible draft. Uh, he had a decent season, you know, 14 and 10. But he's just a steady guy. And this is a pretty weak position for this team. A dude who played there five years, made the playoffs two times. In 2004, he brought, uh, he brought them to seven games against the Miami Heat when my guy Dwayne Wade hit a game-winning shot. Uh, but that's our first team. Chris Paul, point guard, shooting guard. Eric Gordon, small forward, Brandon Ingram, power forward, Anthony Davis, center, Jamal McGlure. Second team, the dude Steve Nash said was the hardest guy in the league to guard. Our point guard is Baron Davis. He only played two All-Star games in his career. Both were with the Hornets. He never made one with the Warriors. Uh, he led the league in uh, steals once in 04. He was All-NBA also in 04 in that weak league. So the Hornets had two All-Star players that year in 2004. He put up 23 a game. Never really, you know, eight and a half assists, seven assists. Not really the, the disher you'd want and really low ugly shooting percentages. Hit a lot of threes though. 2.8 a game in 04. Not something you see a lot back then. In 2004, he was also 10th in MVP shares. So essentially you're saying he's the 10th most valuable player in the league. Seems like a stretch, but whatever. They won 41 games that year. Not that awesome. Second team shooting guard. I told you it was weak. This is Tyreek Evans. He came in 2014 after being a disappointment his previous three years in Sacramento. You know, had the awesome 25 and 5 season as a rookie. That was kind of forced, kind of manufactured by the by the Kings. So he came in his first year, he was a sixth man, started 22 of 72 games, and then started every game for his next two and a half years with the uh, with the Pels. Put him up, you know, solid 16, six and five, a good, kind of a point guard, kind of a small forward, uh, but more of a shooting guard than anything else. Where he ranks on the all-time Pelicans leaderboards, kind of gonna shock you. He's third in assists, 1,100 assist, assists with the Pelicans, seventh in steals with 239, 10th in points with 29.82. Nothing that, that that's that impressive. When you rank it against the rest of the guys on the Pelicans, kind of makes sense. Second team, small forward, Peja Stoyakovic. I dogged him a couple weeks ago for somehow being the fourth in MVP voting in 2004, but he was a good solid player. He spent parts of five seasons with the Pelicans, then the Hornets. He came in in 07, only played 13 games, and then in 08, the 56 win season, Played 77 games, started every one, shot 44% from the field, 44% from the three, and led the league with 93% free throw shooting. He ranks fifth all-time in career NBA free throw shooting. That's kind of crazy. Did you know Paige is also number 26 in three-point field goals? When he retired, he was top five, I think. It's really blown up the last 10 years, but that's not shocking anybody. Straight from nothing to the Raptors in 2010, ended up being waived that January, signed as a free agent with the Mavs four days later, and won his first title. By the end there, he's averaging eight points. Still shooting high percentages, but not really doing much else. He didn't really do anything with the Pelicans other than just drain threes and hit his free throws. He wasn't the awesome passer, solid ball handler you saw in Sacramento. He ranks second in three-point field goals for the Pelicans. Second team power forward, another current guy, Zion Williamson. 
Some might argue he should be bumped for the guy on our third team. He only played 24 games his rookie year, averaged 22 and a half points, only six rebounds. Doesn't really get a lot of boards for duding it up, and he's really strong. Uh, All-star in 2021, 61 games, 27 points per game as a second year. That's awesome. Missed all of last year in that playoff season, and then back to 26 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists. He ended up being 19th in All-NBA voting in that one 2021 season shot 61 percent from the field that's very high for a dude putting up 27 points a game especially when you consider he shoots less than 30 percent from the three but what i hate to see is those small rebounding numbers this might be a little bit projection for the rest of the season it's probably more of just his he was great the guy on our third team was good for a while he was great for a short period of time and probably going forward our second team center we got probably three guys that could fit in this position. I'm going Tyson Chandler, not the dude he got traded for. He was there in 07, 08, 09, two playoff uh, appearances with them in those years, that 56-win team. He put up 12 points a game and 12 rebounds a game while shooting 62% from the floor. He's the kind of guy that looks really, really good when he's got a dude like Chris Paul throwing him lobs. He grabs rebounds, throws bows, gets blocks. Awesome, nice player. Third on the team in career blocks, fourth in rebounds. Going over to the third team, our point guard, my dude, the herky-jerky slow man, plays like it's 1974. Drew Holiday just announced he's going to be on a second all-star team ever. That's pretty cool. He's on the Bucks now, though. We don't care about him. He played with the Pelicans for seven years. Seven years. I think sometimes we think of him as a guy with the Bucks, or we think of him as the guy who started with the Sixers, but most of his career was with the Pelicans. He was there seven years, played 415 games, putting up 18 points, seven assists a game. Uh, just a good, solid player, an awesome, awesome defender. Never made any All-NBAs, still hasn't. Was All-Defensive first team twice, second team twice, one of each when he was with the Pels. Second in assists all time, third in steals all time and he's fourth in career Pelicans games. Always a big Drew Holiday fan. 13, probably one of the two weakest positions here. Shooting guard, going with David Wesley. I'm gonna be honest, nothing to write home about. He played a lot of years with Charlotte Hornets uh, and then the New Orleans Hornets. He put up you know, 17 a game, 14 a game. Decent player, was on those playoff teams as a starter. So give it to him for that. But really nothing all that special from David Wesley. Third team, small forward, also pretty weak. Kind of struggled with the, this one a little bit. Uh, Rasul Butler, rest in peace, he died in 2018. Uh, he played a few seasons there, was on that really good 08 team, but I'm going with Trevor Ariza. He was there in 2011, 2012. He averaged about 11 points a game, five rebounds, two, three assists. Kind of low shooting numbers as always. He, had, he always had really low, a career 42% shooter, 35 though from three, and he took a lot of threes. A classic 3 and D guy. I don't think he ever made an all-defensive team. If you're talking about the best defensive small forwards of the 2010s, Trevor Reza's on the list. He didn't make any all-defensive teams. That's interesting. But he is top 30 all-time in steals, top 30 all-time in three-pointers. Just your classic 3 and D guy who's on there for uh, one for one playoff team, Chris Paul's final Pelicans team. Fun fact, though, he played for 10 different teams. And if you're talking about different stops, it goes up to like 13 teams got traded back to. His longest, his longest stretch was 
four years in Houston, and he played another year with Houston in 2010. He just, you know, getting around, seeing the entire country. Moving here, moving there, he's a travel guy. I love it. I won a title in 09 with the Lakers, but I don't know who else you put at the third team, small forward, other than Trevor Ariza. Third team power forward. This guy could have been second team. I struggled with that one. It was tough. David West. Before he was the Bruiser for the Pacers, he was an all-star with the Hornets. Played there eight years. Put up 20 points a game twice in 08, 09. You know, eight rebounds. Hit those mid-rangers at a 48% clip. Didn't really shoot threes. Hit his free throws. Just one of those classic, you know, Carl Malone, Carlos Boozer. Uh, pick and roll, pick and pop. Really nice player. Played in two all-star games. Eight and nine. Never made all-NBA. For a while, he was the all-time points leader for the Pelicans. AD has since passed him, but he remains the leader in personal fouls with 1386, almost 300 more than Anthony Davis. Insanity. He's also the career games leader for the for the Pelicans, so that matters too. And third team center, going with a Mecca Oak four. It's interesting because he was drafted. He was the first draft pick for the Bobcats in 04 in their first inaugural season and then five years play later started playing for the team that they changed histories with. I uh, played with the Pelicans in 10, 11, and 12. He's actually traded straight up for Tyson Chandler. You don't really see straight up trades that much anymore. Just one guy for one dude. Uh, we all love Emeka Okafor, Pounder. You know, 10 and 10 guy. Two blocks a game, almost always. Retired for four straight years with a neck injury from 14 to 17, just to play 26 more games with the Pelicans. And a last hurrah as the third greatest center in Pelicans history. Now I like talking about toughest cuts. Toughest cuts, uh, Jonas Valanciunas. I don't think he's been there long enough to say who's better than Tyson Chandler. He's probably gonna take that over. Uh, CJ McCollum, not there long enough, still a chance. He could he could pass up David Wesley, but he's been there you know half a season and then a little bit more. Uh, Rondo and Boogie, just a footnote, one really fun season, a lot of potential there, didn't work out. Uh, Julius Randle, Grievous Vasquez, Ryan Anderson, uh, their two strongest positions are point guard and power forward. Like Drew Holiday and David West are better than the first team shooting guards, small forwards, and power forwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. If Drew Holiday, if we consider him a shooting guard, which he did play sometimes, he'd be first team and said he's third team point guard. David West, same thing. If he was a center, it could be first team. If called AD a center, could have done that, but we don't lie here. Anthony Davis is a power forward, just like David West. If you guys hated this, tweet me at Jake Clark underscore three, hashtag wrong opinion. If you liked it, keep listening. We'll be back next week talking about one of my favorite teams of the early 2010s.